Today, I am so excited to welcome a very special guest to the Ment for this podcast. You all, it is my husband. Yes, he is joining us for today's episode, and you guys are really in for a treat. This is the conclusion of a couple of episodes I wanted to do that really centered around marriage, right around Valentine's Day. I know that it's after Valentine's Day, but that's how this kind of um, worked out as far as timing is concerned. But I know that it will bless you because regardless of Valentine's Day or not, we, those of us that are married, or even if you're not married, but you are wanting to be married someday, this is a conversation that will really help you because let's be real, marriage is hard. And I know for those of us that are that our wives and mothers, we often feel like we can be a little alone in this journey sometimes that we feel like we have to kind of bear the brunt of all the things that when it comes to managing our homes and managing the lives of our children and trying to get on the same page with our spouses can be quite difficult when it comes to household and overall life management. And it's something that my husband and I have really walked through the last five years of our marriage and is completely different today than what it was when we first began um in our marriage and it has evolved very nicely and we are on a much better page now. We really are in sync with each other and so much of my journey from overwhelmed and burned out and stressed about all the things mother to much more cool, calm, collected, managing most things well, most days, of course, is really um, because we work together as a team. And while I created the routines and the systems and I take on the brunt of the household management as far as like being the organizer of the tasks, being able to be on an even playing field with my husband and being able to be a teammate with them and having both of us um, really be able to execute our routines and systems really efficiently is what makes this successful. But we didn't just get here by me snapping my fingers and saying, here's our routine. It took a lot of hard work. It took a lot of very intentional conversations. It took some heated discussions, honestly. Um, It took me really trying to understand who he is as a person, took him understanding who I am as a person. And it's been a lot of work. And so through our work and through what we have done together and the lessons we have learned, I wanted to invite him on the show and have him help to bring the male perspective to how to really work together with our husbands in this area. He really brings so much wisdom. He brings humor. He just brings, of course, his sweet, kind heart. And of course, it kind of gives you guys a glimpse into me as well as you hear me interact with my husband and hear me in a kind of a different light than you than what you normally do. So I'm really excited to introduce my husband to you all today. His name is Dennis, and you are just going to love it. You're going to love it. And by the way, stay tuned towards the end as there's a fun little blooper because my husband is just so cute. And let's just say he wasn't quite sure what to do when I welcomed him onto the show. So stay tuned for after the outro music for that blooper and be prepared to laugh your pants off. All right, without further ado, let's welcome Dennis to the show. Welcome to Met for This with Caroline J. Sumlin a podcast for the modern Christian mama who wants to redefine the current narrative and unapologetically show up for what she's been called to in the home, community, marketplace, and the world in that order. Here you will find tools, resources, education, and inspiration that will help you break free from burnout, get focused, live on purpose, and manage it all with grit and grace because you are meant for this life that God has called you to. 
Welcome to the show, babe. Hey, babe. Thanks for having me. Wow. I'm finally here. You're finally here. We've been talking about doing this for a I while. Know. What what episode is this? Like 50? Almost. I'm on the grand 50. Oh, no. then I want to come back on the 50th. I want to be 50. You want to be 50? Yeah. So we'll have to do another episode? I guess so. Okay. That's fair. I, I, I appreciate that. I really do. I honestly first just have to like thank you for your support with this show because it wouldn't be possible. None of what I do in my business helping women would be possible without your support. And I really do not take that lightly. Every time that you take the kids, you do bath time while I'm finishing up a, um, finishing up a workshop or a coaching call or something like that. Every time you are so mindful of when I'm recording and you ask if I, you know, I'm, I'm going to open the garage door, just any little thing like that. You're, you're very kind. You're very sweet and you're very supportive. And I really could not do this without you. So thank you. You're so welcome, babe. Of course. <laughs> I love you. I love you as well. Um, Wouldn't have it any other way. Oh, you're so cute. You're so sweet. Well, I, I really just wanted to have you on the show because, well, number one, it's, it is, um it is, this, this episode is airing past Valentine's Day, but it's part of kind of like the special that I am doing within this time frame. So just to kind of recap for the listeners, um, on the Tuesday before Valentine's Day, you heard an interview with me and my friend, Jesse, and she's a mom empowerment coach. And she really talk to us about the way that we really make changes in our marriage are are when we change our thoughts about ourselves and begin working on ourselves, begin working on our mindset and shift and, and really look at the things that we have to do within ourselves to make ourselves filled up and also change the way that we look at our husbands. And so that is the, the start of this kind of um, marriage series that I'm doing. And I wanted to just kind of end this marriage series with having my husband on for a couple of reasons. One is because I love him and he's awesome. Um, but two is because I receive a lot of questions from my listeners and my followers on Instagram and the moms that I work with in my community and my coaching programs about working with your husbands when it comes to becoming a team and managing your home and, and creating routines that work together or getting, getting spouse support with certain things and changes that, um, that occur, especially for some of you that might feel like you have a lot on your plate or maybe you, you feel like you bear the entire burden yourself. And I totally understand how you feel. And I always tell um, everyone that I speak to about this, every one of my students, that it's always a work in progress. It's something that my husband and I continue to work on. But I really wanted to bring him in here, just kind of talk about this from a male perspective, from a husband perspective, because something that we often fail to do is really get our husband's perspective on these things and really understand their heart and where they're coming from and how they would like to um, either be spoken to or presented information. And when my husband and I had these conversations personally, it really opens up my eyes to a lot of things that I'm not doing the best at or the way that he's wired and the way that I'm wired. And it's been transformational in our in our relationship. So I really hope that it blesses you. So that's why I have um, him on here today. So we're going to jump into that. But I, I thought it would be fun first to just kind of give them a, a let's have a little fun first before we dive into the deep stuff. Let's talk about okay. like, our relationship a little bit, like how we met, how the marriage came about. It's a little bit more on the unconventional side. I think it really is a story of how God has a plan that we aren't necessarily expecting. So, babe, why don't you tell... <laughs> you want me to tell a story? <laughs> well, because you haven't spoken yet. So I was like, well, you know, like, I'll just, you know, do you want me to start? I can start. 
would you prefer? I don't care. I can start. It doesn't okay. matter. Well, let's just do a quick rundown of how we met and how God kind of wove us together to be married. Well, we used to work together. Well, yeah. That's how we met. <laughs> Plain and simple. You but, wa- you walked in one day and I saw you and I just knew you were going to be my wife. And case closed. Which is the sweetest thing. And I will be honest with you. I sometimes still have and you a didn't hard like time me. believing that. You didn't like me at first. I didn't. I didn't like you at all. <laughs> you didn't know you liked me. This is not true. <laughs> yes, it is. You didn't know you liked me. I knew that you liked me deep down inside. So therefore, I continued to pursue. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I... I thought you were, I, I, I definitely noticed you because I mean, and I'm very open on this podcast about being black and, and what, what that feels like. And so when I walked into the store and I saw a black person in your position, I was very um, intrigued. So for reference, we worked at Apple and my husband was um, a genius bar technician and I was getting promoted into what was then called a family room specialist, which is basically a mobile device technician. So you're kind of like a mini genius is what I used to tell people. Mm -hmm. And from my side of things, especially with um, the way that God led me to that store, I was originally working at a completely different Apple store. And I was a recent college grad who a few months before that thought she was going to be moving to some sort of random state to pursue a journalism career. And I didn't because the Lord told me not to. And I stayed at Apple. I worked that entire summer thinking and kind of waiting at that. I remember that time because it was kind of like the recession. There was like hiring freezes for a while. And so I was working full-time hours by picking up every single Mm -hmm. person's sick like shift. Mm -hmm. And I would do that at the store I was working at. And then finally there was a position open for a family room specialist at Tyson's, the store that we, that we, that you worked at. And so I applied, I magically, well, more so not magically, but by the grace of the Lord and by the direction of him, got the position, which led me to Tyson's. And it's crazy because I was actually going to turn it down. I didn't want to go. Really? I didn't want to go to a different store. You love that store. Yeah. I did Mm -hmm. not want to go. And my friend, who is now our mutual friend, um, actually was, was the one that told me you're crazy and you need to go. So if it wasn't for her would have never came there. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of praying and asking God to confirm and God, you know, we oftentimes want to over spiritualize things, but God speaks to us via our friends, speaks to us when he wants to make a message clear and he wants to make sure that you're listening and you're obeying. He's going to, he's going to continuously talk to you. So I listened, I obeyed, I came, I saw, <laughs> you saw, you pursued, you conquered. <laughs> I guess and, so. And yeah, and here we are today. Um, you know, but we we're we're very different. We're we're very we're we're very opposite, I, I we would are. say. We definitely are. What are some things that you feel are very opposite about us? You're more of a constant go, 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 go person. <laughs> you always have to have your hands busy. Yeah. Um, myself, um, I'm more laid back, more chill, like to let things come to me. Mm. Um, I guess you could say I'm a, a procrastinator, so to speak. I wait until the last minute a lot, but you're, you're on it. You're, you're a planner, you're a scheduler. Um, not me. I don't think I've ever owned a planner in my life before you. Um, don't even think I ever used it. I still don't, but I know how to use the calendar app now. 
This is true. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's one glaring difference is that, um, you know, you're, you're, you're always on the go. I'm more of a, let me sit on the couch and watch football all day and to the very last minute. Mm. I, and, and we found out more recently, you know, that you're an Enneagram nine and I'm an Enneagram three, mm-hmm. which, which explains a lot of that. And, and a common misnomer about Enneagram nines is that they're not motivated and that they don't um, have vision or have drive, which isn't true. I think you all just are very selective right. about what you're going to have. We pick drive. and choose. Yeah. Yeah. We would like to conserve our energy for things, mm-hmm. specific things. Yeah. So like, what's one of the things that you conserve your energy for? Uh, for work. Mm-hmm. Definitely for work. Um, when I was in school, definitely for school. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are probably the main two things that I, that I conserve my energy for. Yeah. And that's been, you know, um, quite frankly, a struggle with us because mm-hmm. um, I'll be burnt out. I'll be tired from work and don't have as much energy as I need to for my family. And that's and that's paramount to have mm-hmm. that energy for your family. Um, you know, that that comes second after God is your family and then work. Um, so that's been a big struggle for me trying to, um, you know, conserve that energy for my family when I'm, you know. We live in, you know, in America, so it's work first, yeah. work, 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 work. Yeah. And um, that's been a huge struggle for us in our marriage is that I need to learn and conserve my energy more for my family. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's something that, you know, and it wasn't until several conversations that we had that I recognized that that was what was going on. And especially when I started diving into the Enneagram and not that I think that the Enneagram is like paramount because you know, it's a, it's a great tool. It's a great resource, but that was really eye opening for me to kind of realize what was going on and why you responded that way. Because from someone sitting in my shoes and I'm constantly, like you said, on the go, I'm thinking about everything that has to get done. And I think that is also very true of moms, even moms that aren't Enneagram threes. I have moms that are Enneagram nines in my program. I have moms that are Enneagram sixes that are very energy conservative as well. The sixes and nines tend to be very energy conservative. And they still feel like they have everything in their minds that has to go on because I think God really did wire us to be very, um, we're nurturing, number one, but we also have a very innate gift to be able to see the complexities of the needs of our family. And when we think this way and then we want our husbands to think the same way and they're not necessarily thinking in that way, we tend to feel very isolated, abandoned. Maybe he doesn't care about me. Why doesn't he care? Why doesn't he want to help me? Why is everything on me burdened? Things of that nature. I know I've expressed. Yeah, we compartmentalize. Yes. All the time. Yeah. We feel is that, okay, she gave me this task to do. I've completed this task. I don't have to do anything else. Mm. you know y'all did what you want me to do and now you want me to do more how come you didn't tell me earlier you wanted me to do that so i guess advice would be give your husband all the task at once so he can so he can um yes so he can um you know so he can come come with his own plan come up with his own plan and i guess i would say if you know if you give me a task i complete it then you give me another task i have to do that it almost feels like you're nagging. But if you say, hey, can you do A, B, C, and D um, by tomorrow? Um, can you do that? And more than likely, we would. We will do that. We will complete the task on our own you know, schedule, so to speak. Okay. Okay. 
So I, I, I hear you in that. And, and I, I, I hear both sides. And I think that's really important for us as, as spouses to hear our husband's side, but to also, and, and to bring pieces of that and to cater to pieces of that, but to also have our husbands hear part of our side, because on our side of the equation, we we do feel as though certain things do need to be done at a certain time because then it may affect the ability for us to do something else. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for example, I know that um, this is just the first example that comes to mind, but one of my students in a coaching call recently was talking about her trying to share the responsibility of dishes with her husband. And um, they were th- they were trying to kind of come up with a system where, well, I unload, you load kind of thing. But based on just different schedules and the way that he often might forget to do it or is thinking about something else and she's expecting him to have done that thing. And because now she's trying to get food ready for the the kids and everything else and the dishes aren't done, she's now set behind because a lot of what we do, especially household wise, all of it flows one after the other. So when one thing's done, then the other thing can't get done and et cetera, et cetera. Right. And a lot of times our right. husbands are kind of like, all right, well, I just want to do my tasks. Then I can do that. Say I did that check and then I can go to work, do my work thing. And then I can come home and do my home thing. And a lot of times, whether a woman is a working woman at, outside of the home, inside of the home, stay at home mom or whatever, we still tend to have the brunt of like the drop-offs and the pickups and the micromanaging of the schedules and things of that nature and, and how our household is run largely impacts success of our ability to do those things well. So what what would you say to that? How can we as women best communicate that stuff to you all? How can we come to a middle ground where you feel like your needs of wanting maybe all the tasks at once or wanting a little bit of freedom of how you complete a task? Mm-hmm. Can how can we also meet the need of of a of a woman who's saying, well, but I also need things done at a certain time or a certain way because it really impacts me. Just like you did. Um, oh. Explain it. <laughs> like, be detailed. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, if you don't do step A, then step B can't be done mm-hmm. um, by this time. Just communicate. Communication is the key, you know, to every relationship, yeah. of course. Just be more communicative and more detailed so, yeah. we can, so we can try to get the whole picture. So we don't compartmentalize as much. So we can see, oh, step A affects step C. So I have to do this by one thirty, or everything will um, collapse, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's super important. You saying that we need to be extremely detailed because I, I, I do when, when I have this conversation with my clients and students, that's typically what I'll tell them. Like we want so badly for our husbands to be inside our brain and to think like we do, but they just don't. And that is okay. That's mm. not a bad thing because God didn't, make us that way. He made us to be different, to complement each other, because there are things that you have strengths in that I don't. And there's things that I have strengths in that you don't. And that is true for every single marriage. And the key is to figure out how to really bring our strengths together. And then of course, add support to our weaknesses. And so um, knowing that in the best way to do that, kind of like the weakness, what you're saying, if you will, of, of the husband may be the compartmentalizing. So a way that we can add support to that weakness is to give that detailed answer or right. give that detailed explanation right. um, in a way that is calm, is gentle, is loving, is graceful, doesn't feel like it's nagging. Right. Right. Do you have like any specifics that like, like what 
if I had said that in a way that sounded like it was nagging, like what, what would that have sounded like? Because maybe some, some of us don't know. Maybe we don't realize that that's how we're coming across, but we do. Maybe it's out of frustration or whatever the case may be. How would that have sounded? I, I think it goes back to the way, you know, they always say it's not what you say, but how you say it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're saying it in a frustrated manner, which you have right, rightfully so to be frustrated, then I think that kind of comes off as kind of nagging, kind of, you know, yep, I don't even know another word for nagging. It comes off yeah. kind of nagging. Yeah, no, that makes sense, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I forgot what I was going to say. forgot what I was going to no, say. No, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and I guess also how you say it, when you say it, you know, if you say it in the heat in the moment. Um, yeah. You know, they always taught us, you know, um, you know, the apple steps of service, you know, um, what is it? Ask. I don't remember. A- ask permission. Ask permission, you know to um to probe you know like oh my gosh you actually remember this i yeah, do not remember it, 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 it definitely works it definitely <laughs> yeah, works i need to brush up on my apple steps of service yeah this definitely works you know ask permission first like hey honey um is it okay if we talk about this right now um instead of just you know just going right into it uh, maybe he's dealing with something at work or dealing with something with one of the kids and he's not in a he's not in a, in a space to receive what you need to you know give him at that moment which I, and I, that's hard for me. I'll be the first to admit, I do not follow that rule very well. Cause I like, I'll, I, in, in my mind, I want to figure it out because it's weighing so much on right. me that it's really hard for me to move on to something else because that's in me. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily even like an anger way, but like when I go into problem solving mode, prop, excuse me, when I go into problem solving mode, I'm like, okay, got a problem solved it's on my mind i cannot get away from it i gotta think this out i gotta figure it out i gotta okay that means i have a conversation with him and then if you tell me i'm not, I'm not into it right and i'm like oh and there's a pause on my problem solving all right that and makes now sense. i'm stuck that and now sense. i can't now 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 i can't move now and then i'm like how, how do i get anything else done that now that's me and my person now that may not be another another person no, but that makes sense though you know i think if it kind of derails the train yeah yeah and I, but i i think if I was just better at communicating that with you in the moment and be like, listen, I know you are like having a moment right now, but like, can we take in, in five minutes, can, you know, go pee or do whatever we got to do, but can we hash this out and like within five or 10 minutes, because this is like what I'm trying to focus on right now. And I can't get anything else done until I complete this. I think that would literally be game changing. Right. I agree. So guys, literally we're, like right here, we're coming up with solutions because while we have come a long way, I really do feel like from where we were, and I think we could explain a little bit of where we were and where we are now, mm-hmm. we've come a long way, but we are still working through this. I always tell you all that I am in the trenches with you. I I have tools and I have resources and I have things that God has taught me with with, with everything that I teach you all. And I have gifts and talents and strengths in these areas where it does not mean that I have arrived at some place that we never struggle right. because it's just not, that's right. not the case. And I think the best leaders are actually the ones that are in the trenches with you, but maybe just a couple steps ahead of the trenches. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So that being said, I, I think we should give a little bit of a picture of what, it, what did things look like when we were first married to what they look like now where we are like five and a half years in around, right. around not in every area but just around more of what we're talking about well i i think the first thing that comes to mind is when we first got married you know in our apartment um while you were working as a teacher in dc and um you know making that commute 
um, we were almost living like roommates. You know, mm. we were you know, passing two passing ships in the night. Everything was just, you know, white and black. You know, get up, go to work, come home, cook dinner, barely connect, go to sleep, and repeat. Do it all over again. Um, we were connecting. Uh, we were just trying to survive. And that that's no way to live, you know. That's no way to live just to try to survive. You want to thrive. And now um, we communicate. We connect a lot more. Um, like you said, there's always more room to grow. We definitely do need to connect more and more as we um, get deeper into our marriage. Um, but yeah, in the beginning, we were just, you know, you know, after the honeymoon phase, after we actually literally came back from the honeymoon, it was just on that grind, just being roommates, just trying to survive. And, um, you know, I think when we when we moved to our townhouse, I think things changed a little bit. I don't know if it was just because we were in a bigger space for some reason that it kind of did help. It kind of did help. Um, and we started to communicate a little bit better then. And now here we are in our house. And I think, you know, we... We're still growing. We're still striving, but I think it's gotten a lot better. Yeah, I would agree. And from my perspective, um, and I, I just remember things, I think, a little bit more detailed. And, you know, we have different, just different things that were going on. So when we first got married, you we were still in school. Right. And to also paint another picture, I've mentioned this before in some of my previous episodes, but some of you guys might be new listening um, or maybe just haven't heard those episodes. Um, I have a stepson. So my husband has a son and he was 13 when we got married and full-time like we were yep. we were we were the full-time caregivers yep. so we all moved into this two-bedroom apartment together right after our honeymoon and like started life and so for me I took on this role as not only a new wife but a new mom because even though I wasn't his mom I had to act as his mom right and I had to think of dinners for everybody I was thinking about the logistics of him getting to school and right. him coming in from school. Right, you're so stressed thinking about the dinner. I was so you were, stressed. You were trying to make this magical dinner every night. Yeah. And like we were just two guys. We just needed meat and cheese. But, <laughs> but, so, but from my perspective, I was, I did not want to come in right. and I know. be I, the, the wife or either be the stepmom, the hated stepmom. Yeah. I didn't want you guys to not like me. Both right. of you. Right. I didn't want you to think that it was a mistake marrying me. And I didn't want him to be like, I can't believe my dad married right. this guy, especially because he wasn't very young. You know, he was 13, right. much bigger grasp on reality. Right. So, um, yeah, I had so much anxiety about that. And I really, did I ask for help a lot in those days? I don't think you did. Not you at all. You just tried to do it all yourself. I did everything myself. I used to, so we, I barely did much housekeeping during the week besides clean the kitchen. I think we've mm -hmm. always cleaned the kitchen after dinner. Right. I don't think that's anything I've ever had to like ask for. But besides after dinner, cleaning the kitchen, like I did all the laundry. I did his laundry. I did our laundry. I did every, I would always wake up early on Saturday mornings. You would go to class. I would start the laundry. I would clean his room. I would clean his bathroom. I would clean our room. I would clean our bathroom. I would clean the living room. I would vacuum everything because it never got done during the week. I had no systems in place for wow. how to keep the That's house. That's such a blur. Wow. And then I would go to the grocery store and I would be gone for hours trying to get all the, you know, to a couple different stores, go to Target, get everything we needed for the house, come back, get everything put away. I did not have a concept of meal prepping at that point. I meal planned, but I didn't meal prep. I didn't like chop things up. Um, so, um, that was, that was like our first year of marriage. I was so burned out just by that. Right. And I, I definitely did not solicit any help, ask for any help. I was just trying to 
keep up with everything, let alone also working as a, I was only a second, third year in teaching at that point, I think mm -hmm. second year. And, um, and that, that was, that was, that was a lot too, just trying to keep up with that routine and everything. And I was the one that would come home first cause I got off work earlier than you did. And I would be home right at the same time. Um, my, our, our son was home and, um, and that I was also kind of managing the homework situation yep, and the paperwork. And I just really took on this role and dove head first. And it wasn't long before I crashed and burned. Right. So by the time we got to the townhouse, I think, um, especially because I was pregnant, um, we had just found out that I was pregnant. So after kind of having, well, I think two things happened. One, because I was so sick, you kind of had to take this place. Right. That, do you remember that? Like, do you remember how that felt or like, what did that show you when I was like kind of out of commission? When you kind of had to do more like dinners and things of that nature and like keep the house, things that I was doing most of the time where I was just sick for like 17 weeks. How did, oh, it hit me like a ton of bricks. <laughs> I was like, wow, there's so much to do. <laughs> yeah. There was so much to do. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Didn't realize, you know, mm -hmm. didn't realize how much you were how much load you were taking on. Mm -hmm. Didn't realize that at all. It was tiring. Mm -hmm. It was literally tiring. Working, having to cook all the meals, do all the cleaning. Yeah, it was tiring and overwhelming, stressful, stressful. And I, it, it opened my eyes to see how much you did. Mm -hmm. And I think that also helped us grow in our relationship. Yeah. Literally walking in your quote unquote shoes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I think when, fast forward to when we had our first our first daughter, um, and then at that point I was home on maternity leave. I was blessed with a great maternity leave the first time around with the way that the birth lined up and then as being a teacher and summer was paid. And so I, I had time to really figure out routines. That's when I started to figure out routines and cause I was, I was, I was depressed and exhausted with her not sleeping and all yeah. the things. And that's when I started getting on a sleep schedule. And do you remember when I started like simplifying everything, like getting rid of stuff? Yeah, I do. Like, I don't remember if it was, like, before or after I had Avery, but, like, I remember being, yeah, like... Throwing away all your clothes throwing, and all that yes. stuff. I do remember that. I remember organizing the closet. How did that impact... Do you Like, did you feel a difference when our house went from cluttered to minimal and simple and things like that? I feel like I could breathe more. Mm. I feel like I could breathe more. A lot more space. Um, I, I liked it. I did like it. Yeah. Closet was clean. A lot more cleaner. You know, less stuff to worry about. We literally like organized your entire like color coded your shirts, and to this day, right here, color coded shirts in your closet. We've never, we've never switched. We've never changed right. that. Um, and I, I tell the listeners all the time, we're in the closet right now recording, and I tell them when I'm shifting positions because it gets a little like frustrating when you're sitting down in the closet. Are you uncomfortable? Yeah, I am. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to move. I'm so sorry. It's okay. We can move. Like it's okay. They'll hear it. I tell everyone that it's just you know we. We keep it real. We keep it real in here. One day I'm going to have a, re a recording studio. It's going to be awesome. You are. It's going to be great. Um, don't worry. We're, we're going to wrap it up soon, babe. You're such a trooper. I appreciate you being here. Yeah, now, that's you, fine. now you see what I do when I'm like, <laughs> when we, before we started recording, I was like, welcome to my studio. It's like, thanks for, thanks for having me in here. Even though it's the closet that we're in like all the time. You need me to be closer to you? Yeah. Okay. All right. We're sharing a microphone, everybody. All right. Is this better? Yes. Okay. All right, cool. So, yeah. So we, you know, simplified everything. You remember when I went on this whole, I, I, I share the story all the time. I started simplifying everything. 
finally got routines down with Avery and um, was starting to, you know, get a handle on time and get some of that time back. And however, when we started transitioning from kind of like me doing everything to then you kind of coming on board and working with me in our routines and our household management systems, we switched to doing laundry every day. We switched how we meal plan. We switched, um, you know, how we clean the bathrooms from cleaning all the bathrooms on a Saturday to doing bits and pieces at a time. And you have certain things that you do in the home and I have certain things that I do in the home. Um, How, like, my question for you is, what was the what was the best way that that I was able to kind of get you on board, get your buy in with that? Because I know a lot of moms have trouble just getting the buy in of changing in routines and creating systems and things like that. How was I able to? And I don't want to say it was all me, but like you know, how how are we able to do that? And I'm it's honestly a little blurry for me sometimes. I know it's been a lot of conversations. I know it's been a lot of working together. I know there's been times and seasons where we didn't see eye to eye on things, and I'd have to remind you of certain things. And it took a lot of practice. I feel like yeah, um, results, results. Oh. That that's what brought me in. Um, you know, meal prepping. How easy it is just to go in the fridge and take out something that's prepped already and reduces the cook time um, results was what brought me in. Um, okay. Organization um, that just makes things easier when you're more organized, makes things easier, easier to find clothes, easier to find um, whatever you're looking for. Um, so you kind of had to see it to believe it kind of ge- in I, a way. I guess so. See it to believe it. Um, or see it to do it maybe like, um, probably a little bit of both, but I would say the results is what really said, hey, okay, now this this makes sense. This definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. It makes life easier. Um, and it makes me feel like more of an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag adulting. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you saw the results. That was part of the buy-in. And then I'm, I'm explaining routines to you. I'm like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to do it. Like, what... When, let me ask you this. How should we explain those types of things to you? Like if, 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 if you were to tell me right now, we had never done this before and I, and I would say, okay, babe, I'm creating a new routine and I want to sit down and talk to you about it. How should I present that information to you or how should I go about helping you? Well, for me, just come along with me for me. Just give me the why, the why, okay. just give me the why, why are we doing this? We're doing this because of this. You know, we're, we're putting Avery down at this time because she needs to sleep this amount of, these amount of hours so she doesn't wake up at night. That's just a random example. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're doing laundry every day so we don't have to spend all Saturday folding clothes. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll spend, we'll spend 15, 15 minutes, 10, 10 minutes, five to 10 minutes a night folding clothes instead of three or four hours every weekend folding all the clothes. Just give me the why. Why are we doing this? Do you think that's true for how most men are wired that they need to see the why I've heard this before. So I'm, I'm not surprised to hear you say that. And I think I naturally give whys because I'm a very like, um, I'm a detailed explainer and I'm a teacher by nature, but maybe other women may not do it that same way. But I've heard this before that men want to see the connect. They want to see what, why am I doing this? What's the outcome going to be here? Why is my time getting spent on this? Cause if it's not going to produce or yield, 
results that, that we're going to return gain that I feel that are beneficial, then it's waste my time. Like, is that true? Or I, I can't say for all men, but for me, yeah, okay. definitely. Um, like, why do you go to work every day? So I can get money, put food on the table, put a roof over the head. Um, for me, yeah, the results. Yeah. You know? And we just had a conversation yeah. about this, how you are motivated by survival. Right. And how, like, you know, because we were just talking about, like, ways to f help you find motivation for some of your personal goals and attaching that, that you know, survival key. Because you are so motivated at work and you're up early, you're there early, you're on fire, you're right. always at top of your company, getting promotions, doing the gosh, the gosh darn thing, which is awesome. And I was like, okay, what motivates you with that? And you're like, well, because I, if I don't do this, I literally, like, my world will fall apart, right? right. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm motivated by survival and success. And success. And success, too, definitely. I want to succeed. Well, you uh, know, nines, when they are in a healthy mindset, I think they go to threes in health. And threes, when they are healthy, they go to nines in health. So, like, that that means I go, I go to a healthy nine, a healthy nine that is not um, too laid back, but is actually you know accomplishing more and things of that nature that's going to it through it's like a, it's so we're like perfectly wired together it's it's awesome well um you know i'm i think this is this has been a really fruitful conversation i'm so grateful that you hung out with us today i always like to end our conversations with my guests just by a couple of fun things um i always ask what's your enneagram number but we already know I'm it's a, a, nine. a nine you're a nine <laughs> um i don't think you know what wing you are though wing what wing one or i think we talked about you being a wing one nine, I'm wing, wing one. one yeah because you have these perfectionist yeah i do get perfectionist perfectionist yeah oh, I know. like when i'm painting oh like, my god it's yes. over it's woo, man. It, it's over yeah so uh, another fun question I love to ask is just like, what is one like awesome show or movie? And this is totally you that you're watching right now that you're like, oh, everyone needs oh, right to watch now? this. Yeah. Oh, like what's... I thought you were going to say like of all time. You're I mean, right. it can you're, be of all time. You already know the answer to that. But does everybody that's listening know the answer? No. No. I mean, right now, um, what am I watching right now? Um, um, I'm watching, what is it called? Your Honor. Mm -hmm. where's that on I, what is that I on i think it's on showtime you know since we got all these channels now with our new package <laughs> um it's pretty good but i guess my favorite show of all time like many others i'm way better than this is us oh my um, gosh no he did not just go there it's a no! still a global phenomenon um it's game of thrones hands down <laughs> hands down he you he, you tried it you tried it. I'm talking about way better than This Is Us. No, This I, Is Us I, is great, too. It, it is. I'm just kind of salty because you watched it without me, and, I, and I'm like five seasons For real behind. salty about that? I really yeah. didn't think you cared. Well, now you know. I know. Well, can, can we go back? Like, would you be willing to do that, or are you over it? Yeah. I mean, now I know, now I know everything. Well, then you can just watch with me. I mean, if you go back, you would go back and watch it. Oh, and also, you know what? Another show we love. The crown. the crown yes yeah. oh my gosh that show's Love amazing i can watch it all over again all again yeah, yeah, again right yeah like literally it'll be like our third time we don't watch a lot of shows together because we have very different tastes right so he is always watching a new show or a new movie on his phone like that's his thing that is not my thing yeah. i watch like a show at a time maybe two maybe three if you count my guilty pleasure uh, <laughs> should i tell them my guilty pleasure what team mom yeah <laughs> thanks for oh, sharing it with you everybody. can edit it out i guess if you want i'm not going to but yeah it is my guilty pleasure so 
Yeah, well, this is so much fun. I will have to do this again. Well, if you guys want to hear more from, uh, I, we should have the spousal diaries. Out of the, <laughs> ew, that sounds so weird. weird. It's terrible. What is, something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. If you want to hear more from us, want me to have my husband on more again, let me know. Um, come over and shoot me a DM on Instagram or take a screenshot of the show. Tell me what you liked about it. Um, and if you also want to submit like questions for us, I think that'd be really cool to do. It's yeah, like a definitely. Marriage Q&A. Yeah, I would like that. So, yeah. Let's do that. So we'll, I will, um, once this episode is aired, which would be now you're listening to this right now, but I'm of course, Ed, I'm recording this ahead of time, but um, I will do maybe like a quarterly Q and a, and we'll get some questions and we'll, we'll have Dennis back on here because it's a lot of fun to do with you. And I think this is super beneficial for, you know, we, we do so much, um, or I do so much teaching of course, from a mother's perspective, but, um, you know, in, in a healthy marriage, we have to include both perspectives. We have to be in, we have to be unified. Absolutely. Um, and, and when, when there is, um, disorder, Right. And then blessing cannot happen. Right. And and everything else will be out of order. And so that's one of the reasons why I teach about suiting the calling in the home and the world. And the home comes first because our home is our Jesus is our rock and our home is our foundation. And that's that's how this goes. So thank you for being here. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Meant for This. You can check out the show notes for this episode at CarolineJSumlin.com slash blog. If you love what you heard today, I'd love it if you left me a five-star review on iTunes and subscribe to the show. Also, I'd love to hear from you. If you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of today's episode was by taking a screenshot of you listening to the show, sharing it to your Instagram stories, and tagging me so I can see it and connect with you. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. I'll see you next time. Welcome to the show, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, thanks for having me. We're going to do that again. Okay. <laughs> I okay. asked you what you're going to do. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs>